Welcome to the Debit This, Credit That podcast with Wheeler Accountants located in San Jose, California. In this podcast, we discuss how to solve accounting challenges in both your personal life and your business. We take an energetic, tech-savvy approach to solving accounting challenges that steal your focus and your time. Now, on to the show with your tech-savvy accounting experts, Matt Wheeler and Michael Bryant. All right, welcome to episode 37 of the Debit This, Credit That podcast. We're back with Alan Wing, and uh, we had a great conversation the first time talking about the current state of the real estate market and what buyers can be doing in this market. We're going to talk a little more about the market, about the tax law changes that are affecting buyers and sellers, and then some of the information on kind of the investment real estate market and everything else. So without further ado, here we go with Alan Wang on our second part of our podcast series. Talk a little bit about buyers and everything. And when we talk about the stability of the market, do you have any suggestions on the sell side, you know, things that sellers can do to maximize the value in this kind of flat, slightly downtrending market? Absolutely. We talked about this a little bit. I'll just reiterate it again. As a seller, the there are always going to be buyers out there, right? and it just depends on what price we settle on. I mean, that's at a price somebody will buy your house, and I think that's the hardest part for sellers is, you know, we all think our house is the best. I think my house is the best. I mean, I poured all this you know love and labor into the house, and you know we all do, and that that's absolutely correct. Uh, just with the shifting market, just. Get, get into grips with it. Stop looking at the April numbers. That was the peak. <laughs> you know, we're already off peak now, and we can't right. look at those numbers anymore. Uh, we have to look at what it, the market is now. If you can accept those numbers now, then we'll sell your home. It's going to sell. It will move. If you can't, then just hold on. Right. If you don't need to sell, don't. Right. That's uh, some sellers have told you, hey, if you're not in a hurry and you want that number, let's hold and see what happens. Right. Let's not. It's not happening right now. Okay. The only question is how much worse is it going to get. Right. I mean, that's the question we don't know. If you can hold for a long run, good. Let's just hold. We'll be fine. Uh, but if you need to sell in the next one or two years, no promise is going to be better next year. Right. right. Um, but at, on the selling side, though, it used to be, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I don't need to do anything. I'm just gonna put my house on the market. Someone's gonna buy it. You know, and it'll, it'll, I'll have 20 offers and I'll be good to go. Well, it's not that that case anymore. So you do need to make your product the most attractive on the market. Whatever I try to tell sellers, I mean, I'm not telling you to you know, take on a $200,000 remodeling project, but uh, let's do basic uh, items to get the house in good shape, right? There are certain things we can do, right? We, a paint job goes a long way. New carpets go a long way. Maybe laminate floors go a long way. Uh, getting those cavities nicer go a long way. But more importantly, when you look at things on the inspection reports, um, actually fixing a lot of those would help a buyer. Yeah, a lot. They, they they don't so they don't knit about little things, right? Because now they can. We had a uh, we had an open house in Sunnyvale last weekend. Everyone walked in, said in the condo, said, "Oh, there's no washer and dryer." I'm going really. Uh, that's <laughs> that's an breaker. easy fix. <laughs> yeah, it's a deal breaker for you. We'll we'll buy one for you. It's not an issue. Yeah, right? Thousand I mean, bucks. You know. Yeah, let's not make that. But that's what people are nitpicking about now. Interesting. So I, I make those part of our, our our dialogue with them and say, "Hey, you know what? If that's a deal breaker for you, we'll buy the washer and dryer for you. Okay, let's not let those things." But that's what's happening. People are getting hung up over little things. So, for example, if, if the cost is not too high, maybe clearing all these major items on a termite report might be a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, the major items on a property inspection, let's just get them done right? so people don't have these objections uh, as move-in ready as possible. Uh, the, the homes that are brand new or remodeled, they still move. I mean, they're, they're moving really well still. Mm-hmm. And so the buyers are more picky and uh, if there's less objections, they're more likely to move forward. Uh, definitely as a seller, I would say just number one, get rid re- be realistic on price in the market we're in. 
Uh, be more patient on time as well. Everyone, they panic after the first open house. They go, oh, there's only eight people? So, yeah, I told you. It's going to take at least 30 to 45 days to move this thing. we got to be patient with it. Okay. And number three, let's remove as many objections off the property condition as possible. How about staging? I've heard a lot about staging, and I always thought it was kind of for the higher-end homes anyways, but what do you recommend for sellers in, in regards to staging their house? Absolutely do it. It's worth it. I mean, it's, the cost is it could go it's not even that much. The cost, it could go anywhere from 3000 to 5000 depending on how big your house is. For, uh, our guys will do it for two months, right, well, for two months of time. So it, it's, it's totally worth it. I mean, it's all psychological at the end of the day. Sure. And the way these guys do it, they do a great job of maximizing the space, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you may not even use it that way, but you go in and you go, wow, it feels spacious. It's because they've spaced it. You know, we basically bring in the furniture. We put a tiny couch here that you may not really use, but in the spot. And then you go, wow, it's a huge room. But in, in reality, you may not use it that way. But when you come in, you go, wow, this feels like a large room. It feels like there's a lot of space. Oh, yeah, this is the dining area. This is, You kind of... Do the work for them so they don't have to work too hard. Think, imagine they themselves. They can picture them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you go to a vacant home, it's just empty and just blah, right? And you're like, I'm not. It's you know, clean here, honey. There's no kids' <laughs> toys on the ground. This, <laughs> great. Yeah, this is how I want my house, right? And so when you model it out, they really picture themselves living there. Uh, we had a buyer come through last week to one of our stage homes. It wasn't even a big house. It was a three-bed, one-bath, 1,200-square-foot house. Uh, we staged it anyways. And... Uh, this uh, buyer actually wanted to have a direct dialogue with me for whatever reason. So the buyer agent came and we sat in the living room together. You know, mom sat there, she sat there, agent sat next to me, and we dialogued about the house. About and it was nice. I mean, it was. I think they enjoyed and they felt at home. This is obviously a really strange situation, but uh, and imagine if there was no furniture. I don't know what we'd be doing. They were just standing around, folding our arms, <laughs> yeah, talking. About it. it definitely felt really homey. And I think a lot of buyers when they they buy a house, they do sit. Um, and just kind of, you know, absorb, especially the living area, right? Could I watch TV here, you know, and could I live here? Can I picture myself living here? And it's super emotional. And I think it, it it's definitely, definitely works and it, it's much better than having people will pay more if they get that feeling. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So Alan, we had a big tax law change back January 1st, with the, impacting 2018 and for the next like, uh, you know, seven, eight years, basically, uh, biggest tax reform bill we've seen in over 30 years and there's a lot affecting uh high income tax states like california with the high property taxes and then also uh just real estate directly with the mortgage interest change the amount of debt you can have and that whole thing have you seen that impacting buyers at all in this market or is that not really a consideration i i mean we we're getting our arms around it earlier this year uh, and I think uh, you're probably the best person to answer that question about the April time frame. It's that what might have been another cause of this downturn. Uh, from my perspective, our buyers don't buy because of tax reasons. I mean, they buy because of family reasons or personal mm -hmm. reasons. Either they're tired of renting uh, or they have a child coming or they're getting married uh, or their parents are moving from abroad or something like that. And they're, they're life reasons they're buying houses, not tax reasons per se. So it hasn't really, I haven't seen it stop people uh, from buying, but love to hear your perspective on that, what you're seeing. Yeah, I had a lot of clients ask about it, especially people that were looking to buy and that kind of thing. I don't I agree with you. I don't think it's been a huge impact. Uh, the mortgage change where now you can only deduct interest on seven hundred fifty thousand dollars of debt versus it was a million or actually one point one before now down to a million. Those people are grandfathered in if you still had a mortgage before December of last year. But um, the new buyers with the seven hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage. You lose out on the interest deduction on 250 grand of debt, but the rates are still so low 
that I think we're only talking maybe a few thousand dollars a year of difference in bottom line to people. And compared to the home values that are seven figures or plus, that's a drop in the bucket. So it's not really going to be a major consideration. People were more worried, I think, about the property tax limitation because now you can only deduct $10,000 of a combination of your state income taxes, the property taxes, and like DMV fees, kind of personal property tax stuff. That's impacting some people. If you're over around seven, dollars $800,000 of in- income, you're pretty much a loser under the new tax law, most likely. If you're like a W-2 earner, you're paying more because you can't deduct the state taxes anymore. But most people in the couple hundred thousand to like six, seven hundred thousand range, they were already heavily into AMT, mm-hmm. alternative minimum tax. And even under the old tax law, you couldn't deduct all your state income taxes or property taxes right. because of the AMT. AMT. And the AMT's changed so much, people are actually coming out of it now. What we're seeing in our projections is that clients will owe more regular tax, but then they'll get an even better, bigger benefit on a reduction in AMT and they'll be a net winner. So it really doesn't impact them at all that much. In, in my opinion, most people are better off under the law still. It's just your your real high earners, your top people are getting hit more, but generally they're the ones that can afford it anyway. So it's not not no. that big of a concern. And, and really buying a, a new house or being a first time home buyer, that's like a really good opportunity for some tax planning because then they will know what their free cash flow is going to be like and what the impact of their purchase is. So another time for for some tax planning. Yeah. And I mean, long term owning is, you know, heavily favored in our tax law. You can deduct the property taxes. You can deduct the mortgage, deduct the mortgage interest. There's a whole host of reasons why it's still beneficial. The realtor lobby is strong in Washington. They are very strong. (laughs) So I don't see that stuff going away or changing much. I think it's still going to be a major benefit to owning, although just slightly reduced now under the new law, I think, with the, the mortgage thing. But if you if you do have a mortgage before that was, you know, over one point one, you do want to keep in mind now the limit is now one million dollars. So you may want to be paying that down a little bit or at least consider it again, as Michael mentioned, you know, good time for tax planning now under the new law, whether you're a prospective home buyer or an existing one. And just curious how the laws impact you. Well, that's good. Uh, well, that's good background. That explains why a lot of folks aren't panicking, because probably net net, they're actually doing OK, if not the same, actually, maybe even a little bit better off. Yeah. I wonder how much of the market is actually aware that they're. Mm-hmm. I guess not an issue or or not, you know, I mean, people still, I think, are assuming that um, they can't deduct as much and it's going to impact them negatively. But that's usually not the case. I think there's a lot of misconceptions. But, you know, over time, it will obviously people will understand it and everything. So, yeah, they could be kind of going in with their blinders on because they just want to make this happen. But yeah, um, again, it's as you had mentioned, it's the largest purchase that you're going to make in your life. So it, it's probably good to to plan around that and uh, go into that purchase with a really good understanding of how that's going to impact their lives going forward. Absolutely. So Alan, what about the um, investment real estate market? Do you deal with many investors looking to buy um, single family homes for rental or multifamily or anything? And have you seen um, that market change at all in terms of buyers or sellers? I, I do deal with uh, investors. I, there's two groups. There's one that uh, they buy for a portfolio uh, and they rent them out. And there's another group that does flipping. Um, so mm-hmm. the the group, I let's talk about the first group. Uh, it's very tough to run that portfolio business out here. If you run the numbers in the Bay Area, you have to down about 50% uh, in order to break even. And yeah. you basically you're banking for appreciation, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're an investor and, and that's your only bet. 
Even, a lot with, of, even with those high rents, huh? <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I've, trust me, I've run the numbers for I'm myself sure. many, many times. <laughs> yeah. It just it, it never really, yeah. It, it, you're much better off in other states where yeah. home prices are low uh, and you can you, you can even cash flow positive on them. They may not appreciate as fast, but you're getting right. cash flow and you're putting less capital. Uh, you don't want to tie up 50%. I mean, if you, I just ran numbers in Cambrian the other day. A million dollar house. Uh, I think the rent was clocking at around three some odd thousand and then yeah, the numbers came out to be about at the down about half yeah. so, you know t- property tax insurance everything that's a lot of capital to tie up for zero percent return and just banking appreciation which is not happening right now uh yeah if you're holding it for 10 okay but i think there's probably better investments uh, on the flipping side up until april was a great business to be in uh, you would just buy the house two months later you would turn it and you would turn it for 100 200 profit or whatever it is Probably may they come out at least ten percent usually on these flips. Uh, right now, if I if you're a flipper, I would worry, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you well, if you're banking on the seasons. Right now may not be a bad time to, to pick up something in the fall, winter, and then turn it in the spring where there's generally less inventory. That's a strategy I've seen work in the past. Uh, this year, I'm not so convinced about that strategy, given that I know a lot of folks who haven't sold this fall or winter are going to go back on the market in the spring. And they're all ready to go already. A lot of the houses are vacant and staged. Yeah. We have some clients even ready to just leave the staging in there and then bring it back on in February if we have to. Really? Yeah. So I'm a little concerned that we may not have the low inventory situation that we usually do in the springtime. Uh, so as a flipper, I would be – I had a call from a flipper the other day asking me how much one of my houses sold for. And he says, oh, I'm so worried right now. I just bought my house down the street for X amount. I'm going, oof. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to say anything to versus bubble. But uh, yeah, definitely he was down from already from the way – People are offering on our house down the street, and if he's going to flip it, it'd be better. I don't know. It's tough. I would I, flippers. I would say be careful right now in this market because it's going downwards, not going upwards. Yeah, most of mine I've seen have left the area in terms of flipping a while ago and gone to some more of the fringe markets where they can still do something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. If you're wise, you would have done that long ago. Yeah, because it just, uh, it's just the numbers wouldn't work. We're working here for a while. Yeah. Well, and like I mentioned, the developers, too, they got the rising construction costs and they got now homes sitting on the market, especially doing higher end stuff. So now they're they're carrying more for a longer period of time and right. they're paying construction loan interest or whatever. That just eats into your return. It does. That's and, why they're more willing to deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you deal with any um, outside of the market or outside of the area, um, outside of like the San Jose area or is you primarily focus here in, in San Jose? Uh, our team is pretty broad, actually. We we cover all of Santa Clara County. Okay. Uh, I have an agent in in Morgan Hill, even. Uh, we have another agent on the peninsula, San Mateo. So we go up to about South San Francisco on the peninsula. We have a partner that handles San Francisco. It's a very niche market, and so they they handle uh, at their uh, East Bay. We'll generally go up to about Union City uh, for certain clients. Uh, I have a, a client tomorrow. I'm taking to Pleasanton to look at some of their their bigger homes over there. Uh, but I have a partner that generally handles deeper into the East Bay, San Ramon, Danville, um, Pleasanton, in those areas. Um, <clears throat> do you have anything else you wanted to cover here, Alan, that you think would be beneficial for our listeners to to know about the market right now or, or anything real estate related, really? Uh, I mean, I would just say it's, again, it's not doom and gloom. I think, the, as I mentioned earlier, the market's stable and it's healthy. I believe I don't think it was ever healthy before. It was a little un- absolutely unhealthy, especially if you're a buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's healthy now, right? But it's more balanced and it's stabilizing, which I think is it was much needed. Um, 
So I think that's a good thing. That if your homes are still selling, don't panic. I mean, 30 to 45 days is still excellent. If you ask anyone around the nation, that's uh, that'd be at least an average or even above average performance on days on market. Right. Um, as far as real estate, I, I, I envision real estate, and it always has been the case, as a long-term investment. Now, don't panic. If you don't need to sell, don't. And if you do, then we'll have to talk about the realities of it. Uh, but it's you know always take advantage of the opportunities as a buyer. But I'm all about the long term. I tend to like to hold my houses you know at least 10 years, and, and you'll be able to ride out any downturn, especially in the Bay Area. Uh, we're very resilient here. And it's just it's such a unique place that uh, you'll well, you'll be fine in the long run, and that's that's what I've seen in the trend charts uh, for the last 50 years. Right. Um, the other thing I would say, just I don't know how to solve this problem. Uh, we kind of talked about it, which is how do we how do, we, how do we help a lot of the folks that are that are not in tech and don't have uh, the stock options? And that's something I, I haven't quite figured out how. I know, you know we're all trying to lobby for um, more affordable housing and all mm-hmm. that. But at the end of the day, it's it's just there's just so much tech stock money, equity money, uh, buying houses. And, and everyone else is left behind. And, and it's really, really unfortunate that people have to move out of here um, and, and because they don't want they can't buy a house. And that's something that's definitely heavy on my heart. And. I'd uh, love to hear suggestions on how we, we solve this uh, issue. But, uh, you know, that's kind of my two cents on that. Probably a whole series of podcasts with some politicians giving us all their ideas. But, yeah, yeah not not one that we will be able to solve yeah. in, the, in the short term, yeah. for sure. Tough, tough. Definitely a problem, though. Mm-hmm. Well, Alan, thanks for coming on. Can you let our listeners know how to get in contact with you and your team if they do have any questions on buying or selling a home or thinking about doing something yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're easy to reach. Uh, you can call, text, email. Uh, you can call me at 408-313-4352 or text me. Uh, also, my email is alan at alanwangrealty.com. And we're we're in Santa Clara off Mission College. So come visit us, set up a time. Happy to come to you, do coffee or, or come preview your home. Uh, we're always here. We love just consulting with you and seeing how we can possibly help you with your real estate needs. And you also have a website and uh, social? Absolutely. www.alanwainrealty.com. And we have a Facebook page, Alan Wayne Realty. We have an Instagram. You name it, we've got it. So, yeah, you can find us on LinkedIn. WeChat, WhatsApp, we're all out there. Great. Fantastic. That's it for today's episode of Debit This, Credit That. Thank you for listening and thank you to our special guests. Please remember to follow us on social media.